Well, hello, scary tale friends. Welcome to the podcast that's guaranteed to lift your spirits. So sit back, relax, and get ready to trick or treat yourself. It's Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. <laughs> What's up, witches? <laughs> uh, hello, listeners. We are here to give you... I, I feel like we're doing a little bit of a Halloween sandwich <laughs> where we're going to do some... Halloween content the first week, mm-hmm. some Halloween content in the last week, and we're going to sandwich it with a nice little video game breading, not breading, stuffing, the, the Wreck-It the Ralph middle. Yeah. If it's a sandwich, then the bread would be Halloween. Oh, I said stuffing. What do you call the middle of a, a sandwich? Just the middle? The filling? The filling. Okay, so the filling is going to be nice little video game mm-hmm. filling of mm-hmm. Wreck-It Ralph Tron Legacy, yeah, and then we still haven't quite decided what we're going to do for our big Halloween thing, because today... We are recording it on the day it was released. The day it was released, September 30th, Hocus Pocus 2, and listeners, I have a shocking revelation. I loved it. I loved it. really enjoyed it. I think you liked it more than I did, but I did. I really like how it came together. I, think, I enjoyed it. I think I'm going to settle on it. And I think I'm going to find it to be good. I don't think it's better than the original. I think there's a few things that are like f- real missteps. But I thought the whole thing was just going to be like retread, retread, retread. And it was delightful on its own merits in a lot of ways. Yeah, There were a lot of things I, I really think, liked about it. I think it could be a younger generation's... Now, see, I think a younger generation could connect to it in different ways. I see. I see. I don't know about that because it's not one of those ones. I mean, there was stuff in there. I don't know if you would get this movie if you hadn't seen the original. I guess that's true. And the, yeah. And the movie's a little bit about that. It's a little bit of like, oh my god, we love the Sanderson sisters, and I think that's what's fun about this movie is it's a lot of people who their characters love the Sanderson sisters, but it feels like it's clear that they're actors. Yeah, love Hocus Pocus. There was yeah, a lot the of love that in were, this. Well, and the actors that played certain roles in this as well. So uh, here's the next question. We obviously want to go into details, which will be big spoilers. So I think we do what we've done before, where we just be very broad and kind of talk about what we liked about it, and then we'll go a little bit of spoilers. But I don't, I don't want to spoil this because I honestly encourage everyone to go. Well, I mean spoilers Watch. as far as even who's in the cast, because there was someone I didn't know was in it who I want to talk about because well, I, I thought they did fantastic. All been, I knew he was in it, but oh. I didn't know. Like it wasn't, you know, it was just because I'm watching the cast list. But there's, yeah. it's, there the, the new people, you know, you've got Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy, and... Sarah Jessica <laughs> Parker. I'm always like Sarah Michelle Gellar. That's mm-hmm. not right. Sarah Jessica Parker, who come back and... Granted, I and you know it it, 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 you can tell age has affected their performance a little bit, but good lord, are they like I everything I saw, I went okay, it's going to be retread. They were great. They They were were great. I think a lot of the trailers were you know the one liners and the things that. I wasn't sure how they were going to play out in the movie, and I think it was better than I had thought when I had watched yes, it. Yeah. Yes, and they all just, like, they look like they are having the time of their life. They are, there's a lot of, not a lot of, but it feels like there's a there's a good amount of improv in this. And it also feels like, we were talking, you know, it's such a full circle for those three women, because when Hocus Pocus 
the original came out in 1993. Yes, 29, 29 years ago. Yeah. It's funny because they talk about that in the movie. Like 29 years ago, people said they could see the Sanderson sisters flying fly it in the across sky. the moon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Bette Midler, I think, was the big star out of the three of them. Yes. You know, was the big draw. Not to say the other two hadn't done things, but not to the extent that they have now. And it's kind of cool that they're all seasoned actresses yeah, I mean, in their own way. And they've all done very different things with their career. But then to come back and play these characters that they played so many years ago, like that to me is very cool. And that's very interesting to see them have so much fun with these characters like the first time when they did it, they Kathy, had a lot of ener- a lot of the same energy. Yeah, I think like Kathy Najimy has been like kind of a a, a real veteran character actor. Um, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller, no, no Sarah, Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker. Parker. I met him like Charlotte. Like her name is her name. Who is no, she on the show? Charlotte is not her. Who? But who is she? Oh, listeners are screaming at us. It's um, Samantha Charlotte. Carrie. Carrie. Yeah, and she's Carrie the Bradshaw. One? Leonardo. Leonardo. <laughs> Listeners are Do you remember when we us. went on that date and there was clearly like a, a first time online date next to us where the guy was like... Talking about Ninja Turtles. How the Ninja Turtles were like the four characters yes. in Sex and the City mm-hmm. and the woman looked like she was like, get me out yeah, of this date. Yeah, and you wanted to interject in the conversation so oh, bad because you wanted to talk more about if it. I, if it didn't look like It would look very much like a first date. Like if the woman was like bouncing that thought back i'd be like oh let's talk to this couple but it was like well oh, that's no. the other thing we should say the tables were very close at yes, this restaurant it was one of those, like yeah, we yeah, were yeah. not like, <laughs> like yeah. leaning over into their table it was, it was one of those restaurants where it's like a bunch of two tops but you're you're like elbow to elbow with people I don't even th- I, was it I, to two top or was it like a communal bench Anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's it doesn't get back matter, on topic. But, we, but they were close, yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker has become like an icon of, of prestige television with Sex and the City. They've all kind of come into their own. They're all still like, you know, maybe not at the very tip top of their game, but like, you know, uh, Bette Midler has come back and done Hello. Like they come back and they just do new cool things. And this is just something that none of them it's not like any of them they come back it's like oh god it's so no, sad they, to watch they them. You're like, like they were they were down for it and even when you heard interviews oh during the pandemic um bet midler always hosts this big halloween kind of bash gala to raise money for um i think it's her foundation but it basically helps gardens and different outdoor spaces in new york city i can't remember mm. the specific title of it we should really get it because it's a great organization to donate to we'll put some stuff up on the but, social media um, she does it every year and celebrities come like very elaborately dressed and it's a fundraiser for um i think it's a foundation or it's a charity it's something like that mm-hmm. but during the pandemic they did it where the sanderson sisters got back and you bought tickets and like we bought tickets and watched them and they were you know it was kind of this teaser but you still saw how excited they were they were to be back for that yeah and, and that i think just... at that point there was a whisper that there was a sequel in the process but nothing had officially been announced yet because i think it was 2020 it's halloween of 2020 yeah. i believe that they did it the was the online. first pandemic halloween yes and i you know they've been talking about a sequel to this thing for d- a decade if not longer probably longer just kind of like 
in the same thing as like, oh, there's going to be a sequel. And it's like someone wrote on a napkin somewhere an idea for a sequel and Bette Midler got excited. And that's what I will say about this is I was impressed with the story. I liked liked what they did um, with the new children characters. Because again, I don't want to spoil anything, but with the three... Um, teenagers. I like what the they, ones who like release them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like what they did with them. I like their stories, and this truly is a story about like friendship, kinship, like sisterhood. I I like that for both the Sanderson sisters and for the teenagers. It really is the story about like how important it is to have those close bonds, those mm-hmm. close ties, whether it's your family or your chosen family, right? Whitney Peak, Lilia Buckingham, and Belissa Escobedo as Becca, Cassie, and Izzy, who are like the 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 three friends who kind of get together. And there's there's a thing where one of them has kind of not been hanging out the other one because she's got a it's boyfriend. She's kind of drifted apart. She's her boy she's boy her boyfriend is the uh like like a football player, which I will say, like Mike, right? Yeah, Mike. Thirty years ago, that would have been like, "Hey, who are you hanging around with these two dorks?" I love Mike, and I don't think this is a spoiler, but there's literally a part where they kind of all sit down and talk about why they don't hang out anymore. And Mike's, he's, they're like, "Your your boyfriend bullies your like, boyfriend makes fun of us. Makes fun of us. He's like, I don't make fun of you. He goes, you say we're weird because we do these. You you." you tell everyone we do these witchy things and that we're weird he's like well you do do witchy things and, and I you do carry think around weird rocks weird rocks i think that's weird and they're like that's making fun of someone and, he and goes, it like turns a light on <laughs> for him that he never realized and he's he like goes, i have a lot of people to apologize to. yeah <laughs> i that, i like the way his character was written because it is kind of it's not like they were wrong in how they mentioned and how they thought of him it's just he's dumb and like i knew people like that who were just like super friendly but didn't know how other people felt because they weren't weird people they were just joke you normal so they just didn't know how to deal you didn't they didn't understand people being ang- having anxiety about their their strangeness in high school I, so, I, yeah i don't yeah. know what else we want to talk about before we go into it let's talk real quick about the performances that we really enjoyed kind of broadly i, I loved in the beginning we kind of see the origins of the Holy sanderson cow. sisters and i agree with you and it could have gone have on won, for another 30 minutes i could have watched a whole movie on just the sand the, the adventures of the sanderson sisters becoming coming of age into their powers yeah i will say at the end of this one there's a post credits tease of like yeah. setting up a sequel like real minorly setting up similarly to the first yeah when the with book the opens books, the eyes book opens the eye um and i was like i don't need another sequel i feel like we've told the sanderson sisters story here i would love to see these past. three girls yeah the past i want to see also a- those three actresses we couldn't find a lot of information on them um, they're younger, but they did a phenomenal job as the three of them. They seem younger than the... Uh, than the teenagers in yes. present day. Yes, I would agree with that. But they do a really good job of, of, you know, kind of copying. It looks like they definitely sat down and did some work. And to, maybe even worked with, yeah. you know, if they were on set with Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Sarah Jessica Parker, and <laughs> Kathy Najimy. Um, I, I think that... Because they built both like a the street for Salem, I think they were showing things of that, and then they built like over that to build the mm. the modern version of the street yeah. so that it would a look the same. So I'm sure they were like 
there. I would think. I, it yeah, wasn't like I it was mean, a different location. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited as time goes by that maybe we'll learn some more things about the movie, some mm-hmm. of the behind the scenes. There, there are things I'm always curious about. But those three were fantastic. I did not know that Tony Hale was in this. And so, so yeah. I about lost my mind when I saw him in this and he plays a character in the past and a descendant of that character in the present. And both versions were fantastic. Both and versions- I love Tony Hale, so it doesn't matter what he does. But I will say I loved him as the past character. Well, you he know, got I don't to want to a, give too much away. He got to be a villain. He, in the past. He got yeah. to be like the people who was the, the, the one who was leading the charge against the Sanderson sisters. Yeah. And I really liked seeing him in that light. And I think it's fun to play those type of villains. And the new in the descendant, it was I like that he didn't just become like the same character. Oh, and new. he was the complete opposite. He was very jolly. He was loved Halloween, was very was into a, the town and the people. Wears and, a yeah. really dorky uh jack-o'-lantern sweater under his like suit jacket yeah yeah his sport coat he uh is a total dad yeah just like super dorky but is like he'll throw in a couple lines that i go that's a tony hale line like that's something tony hale did um and i i like i said i think i thought his performance was really great billy butcherson hold up hold up hold up him and then Sam Richardson are also two very strong comedic actors. Sam Richardson plays the owner of the magic shop, which is kind of oh, what, that's the, right. yes. what the uh, the the museum from the first one has mm-hmm. turned into. And both of them would like, they'd put little buttons on scenes that were their mm-hmm. lines and it really felt like they were improv or they, they also, had like worked the together line. on Veep. Yes. So they, I'm sure, have a relationship or a friendship, a working relationship. Well, they weren't in any scenes together, though. I don't think that's true. I don't think they're in a single scene together. I don't think that's true. Uh, what what scene would are they in together? I can't like name a specific scene, but I feel like he works with him at one Listeners, point. Listeners, write in. TRP, TR Princess Diaries at gmail.com. Let us know when you watch it if there's a scene where Tony Hale and Sam Richardson are in together. I'm pretty sure they are. You've not seen the whole series. I'm sorry. I'm talking about Hocus Pocus 2. No, I'm talking about V. Yes. yes, sorry. They're not in a scene together in Hocus Pocus 2. So that's what I'm saying. They didn't I really have a, a relationship. Yeah, okay. Like it's each of them is a strong comedic actor yeah, on their own. Yeah, but I'm sorry. saying like if they were on set at all oh, together, yeah, yeah, they yeah, have yeah. like a relationship from Veep. I mean, that's a speculation. You're not really so... seeing that. Yeah, they're in scenes together in Veep. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I was like you really had me second guessing Sorry. what show I was watching. I was like, it's ins- I was like, I bet, yeah. When in this movie, they, the movie, they don't. No, we're gonna cut down this argument to about two seconds. That's, <laughs> not yeah. even really an argument. It was just we were both. No, we were just not on the same page. Um, but, but yeah, they yeah, both do a fantastic job. In they this. both have little buttons on scenes that feel like their own lines. Hannah Waddingham is also a new uh, character who comes in brief, as like but brief and the beginning fantastic as, as a witch who gives them. The book gives the well, book Well, and I to, want to talk about that in the spoiler section. We'll, we'll dive into it yeah. a little more. But I, I do want to say she's listed here as Mother Witch, which now I'm wondering if that's when they say, oh, Mother. Like, that's... So they're... Well, they mention Mother later in yes. present day, and they're referring to her. It's very clear it's, yeah, that they're yeah, referring yeah. to her. So she's Mother Witch. So I think Witch. that she's their mother in the sense of she yes. helps them see their powers in, i feel in also when i say here i mean wikipedia the second thing i want to bring up on wikipedia that is about the end of the movie but i don't think is a spoiler 
Um, right when the end credits start, they are recording in a studio, right? So that's not a spoiler. Oh, We're fine talking about that. The end it, credits when yes, they're singing. They sing The Witches Are Back, which mm-hmm. is uh, uh, funny. Um, but they, it says, in, in, in a, at the, as the end credits start, the witches are seen performing in a recording studio that looks like it's in hell. Did it look like that to I you? I didn't notice that. It just no. looked like a recording studio. Yeah. Like I, I mean, didn't pay attention to maybe, the background, maybe honestly. Maybe there were little things in the background. You know what you did pay attention to was Kathy Najimi with those two little like blinking lights on ropes yeah, that she was doing. Yeah, like, as if she was at a rave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, uh, and you were like, man, she's really good at she this. She was pretty good <laughs> was at impressive. them. Um, Hannah Waddingham is, is stunning, is such a great actress, has a good singing voice. You hear her for a moment singing the song that Sarah will sing in the first Come Little Come Children. Little Children. Mm-hmm. And then I liked how that little a- that actress kind of walked forward and was attracted. To th- like, those are little things that maybe are in the script, but like could have been done on set. Like, these are all people who really love Hocus Pocus yeah, and you wanted can tell to make that a the good love sequel. Is there. Yeah, and I will say, Billy Butcherson, we get to see him, we get to hear him talk a whole lot more, and he's just yes. as good as he was in the first one, if not better, because he has more lines. Doug Jones has such a control over his body and is so and such an interesting physical performer. I love... There's a scene where him and Sam Richardson's character are like, playing games at a carnival to win something he's like he's throwing something things to get for a spell yeah, and the way he just like pitches and throws it's like you know he put a lot of thought into what it would look like for billy bones billy butcherson billy bones is uh billy Connolly in muppet treasure island mm, yes 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 <laughs> and uh yeah he puts a lot of thought in how he moves as that character oh, and, he's and, so good mm-hmm, how Every, he carries himself everybody does everything I, I will say there are more. So we talked about in the Hocus Pocus episode about the pull over. Give me, let me see your driver's permit. That I line. really think the only one that stuck out to me was the Cowabunga, which is in the trailer. That one when was, she gets on the Roombas that, and that Kathy one stuck Jimmy, out to me the Mary. most. There was another couple times every once in a while. So there was a lot of humor based on the idea that they didn't understand what the girls were saying. You know, that kind of like uh, fish out of water scenario where they're like, what, what, what word is this? An aisle? What's an aisle? Yeah. You would know what an aisle is. Like, that's not, I think. You that would, didn't bother me. But like, well, it, that didn't bother me either. But then they would say a couple modern things and I'd be like, all right. But like, those were the things that kind of like. I will say there was a part where they saw a car and goes, it's a little bus. And I was like, well, they know what a bus is yeah, because they because rode a bus the, in yeah. the first one. And like, I do think there were some connections like that that they did yeah. put in there, which I liked. Uh, of course, the three main Sanderson sisters, I think their performances out were, of this were world. great. They were fantastic. They they sing a lot in this one. They sing more yes. in this one than in the first one. They and it's campy. It's very campy. The scene where they come back which I think we can talk about. We won't talk about how they come back, but it's just, it cuts, you know, like something happens and like the earth is shaking and it's like the, the, the earth is opening up and they're obviously coming back from I don't even want to describe how it comes back because I, I think it's very cool visually to watch. Okay. Watch it because it is, it's, but it's, it's stagey. Like as yeah. in it feels like if they did a stage production yes, of it, this is were, what they would do. You were in the theater watching it. Yes, I would agree with that. I will say there's like eight, times where they enter a scene and it and it's like a grand entrance like they definitely which I like took the idea that these are three like 
characters from Broadway. It, it feels like you're going to a Sanderson Sisters reunion concert. This they're three movie divas. Feels, yeah, yes! they're three divas and in their inter, own right. And they enter, like they'll open a door and lightning will flash and they'll be posed. They're always posed when they but enter I a room. But I also think they start to realize in the present world that they're worshipped. Right, because there are they, kids they, dressed up as them. And there's a costume contest. Yes. And there's some other things that happen. And so I think that probably fuels into it. You know, I, I'm sure... That's that's uh, an influence as them right. like be feeling that way, but yeah, I like I loved well, all of those it, little bits. It started to have Ghostbusters two syndrome. I thought it was going to have Ghostbusters two syndrome, which when I say that, in I the mean beginning when they I, uh, show up. Ghostbusters two. There's a lot of stuff where it's like it feels like the characters of Ghostbusters two have watched Ghostbusters one. And that's what yeah. they're, they're reacting to is those, mm-hmm. the popularity of Ghostbusters one and not necessarily the popularity, those characters in the world. It's, it's weird. It's that's what I was talking about. But like a, they address it. There's literally a couple lines where they're like, we, Oh, they love to sing, you know, or like mm-hmm. some of this, or they're like, uh, you ladies must be looking for the stage. And it like zooms in on Bette Miller. She's like, always. Yes, like, it's yeah. So it's, it is, it is a reunion concert and it feels like it. And it's guys, I loved this movie. And I, I there was part of me. I think it delivered for the fans too. I think yes. it, because I think the story for me was stronger than I thought it was going to be. I will say that I, I, I enjoyed the story more on it and I think it delivered, I am not like gushing about it like Ryan is. I, I don't think I, I truly don't think I enjoyed it as much as you, but I do want to rewatch it. And I think it would be one that now I think we will oh, watch oh, along it's a double with the feature. first one. Yeah. yeah. And I, I also almost wish we watched the first one and we'll we, maybe we will do that this Halloween, watch the first one and then watch the second one back to back. Because I wonder if that will make a difference for me seeing them back to back versus not seeing them back to back right i yes i there was part of me that wanted to say we should watch the first one but I, yeah i what i would say is closer to halloween let's watch them i'll watch the second yeah, one that's again what, that's what i would like to do as well i do want to go into a little bit more details some spoiler spoiler territory as far as talking about some things they did that i really liked but i don't want to give anything away for folks who haven't seen it so i don't know if there's anything else that you want to say before we get to that part let give me give me one second to think about it i i i don't the 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 new three girls are very good yes i don't know if we talked about their performances but i really enjoyed each of them as well you made a comment about like do we think that like they we follow them now and they have a movie and I, I don't think I don't they're know that strong they have a movie. enough they to. They might have yeah. a series or something on Disney Plus. I don't know. I would see a movie where it's a TV show where it's the three of them fighting other, like taking care of other supernatural events in Salem with Sam Richardson, Robertson Richards, with, with Gilbert being Gilbert their, the Great. their Giles. Gilbert yes. Giles. Mm. I also think it would be cool to go back if you wanted to combine it, the past and the present to bring those other three actresses back to where they find out because it seems that Gilbert the Great has done a lot of history. He has done a lot of reading on the Sanderson sisters, we find out throughout this movie. So that would be a cool way to bring all six of those women or young ladies into a series where you're going back and forth to like what the Sanderson sisters did and then present day, what would they do different? The next right? mo- the next movie is time travel and they suck the Sanderson children Ooh. 
into the future and they have to get them back or else like it'll Some mess up the, mess the, timeline, up the timeline or whatever. Or blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'm into all of that. Yeah, so something like that. I, I hope Disney, hope you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're one of the they are not listening. <laughs> double digit listeners we have. Um I guess sometimes we we get we get triple I should digit say Disney if you're downloads. listening, not yes, if you're listening um, out there. So I think we're good there. There's a, a, a cameo from RuPaul Drag Race stars Ginger Minj, yes. Cornbread Jetty, and mm-hmm. Kamora Hall. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's the three. They're the they're, three. They're, they're three drag queens as, as part of the costume contest. And I did yes. see Ginger Minj on her social media posted a picture of her with Bette Midler today in celebration of the movie coming out and so i knew she'd be in it somewhere but i was really excited that uh they highlighted that they were not the only ones in drag at the contest which i also thought was fun yes um i remember that todrick hall was like the fourth sanderson sister in the oh thing the, we saw yeah, it would have been fun to somehow have him worked into it i, but. I thought that was fun so gang i think we're good on like if if you want to see it without spoilers go ahead and turn the podcast off now and we're gonna talk about spoilers but overall hocus pocus two two broomsticks up i guess um we two both broombas. two broombas i like that they call broombas. broombas yeah um but those check it out watch it it's a great great and halloween let us movie know, uh what you think on our social media you know because we know there's a lot of diehard hocus pocus fans out there so i know there's going to be lots of opinions on it so we'd love to know what you think about it and for those of you who want to hear kind of a little bit more about us spoilers give us a second and we'll be right back We're back. Uh, let's talk spoilers because I do want to talk about the one thing I didn't like about this movie. And not what didn't like is strong. So do you want to start with what you didn't like versus what we well, did like? Well, I will like? say the thing I didn't like is the end. <laughs> so oh, we maybe don't want to start okay, with that. Okay, so let's not start with that okay. then. Um, but uh, we'll get to we'll get around to that. We'll do this a little teaser for you guys of what I'm going to say. Uh, uh, the other thing that kind of... I didn't not like it, but then we talked about this. There's a part where they enchant the town to help them find the mayor and they sing blondies one way or another and it's not it's better than i if you told me that that's what they're going to sing it's it's better than i would have imagined in my head but it's not as good as i put a spell on you which is fun there's a part where sam uh richardson is whistling that as he's leaving his store in the shop which uh, i caught and you did not but i thought that was fun um, but uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean for that to be like which I caught and you did not. But it's okay. It's, I just it's, didn't it's easy hear to it. miss. Uh, what I will say about that as well. What I did like about the one way or another is they the crowd chants the the spell the words. Same, it's this, apparently, that is the spell to enchant a crowd. Yes, and I like the rhythm and the almost the rap of that. I yes. thought that in the rhythm of one way or another, they worked it in, and I liked that. I didn't necessarily like the the song when they started it, but by the time they ended it, I felt like it was fine. I Put a Spell on You was a perfect song. Obviously. And this was just really just pretty good. Yeah, and the same with the the song they come in on, which is The The Witches Witches Are Back. Back. Yeah. At first, I was like, eh, and then it grew on me. It was also they come back and they immediately go into a number, so they're not even enchanting someone because that was kind of the bit of both of these was that the spell was a song, and they even say at one point, "Let's." En- <laughs> There's that scene where they're going to enchant them, and then <laughs> Kathy uh, or when no, 
Mary and Sarah start going like, I'm going to start up here. I'm going to start up here. Yeah. Well, I, well, if we're going to be down here, I wasn't warmed up to be down. Like <laughs> the, the, the children walk away. Yeah. Um. So there's a, a, a fiction to them enchanting people through song. So them coming back to life and really busting into song is a little fourth wall breaky. But I, it, I will say, I thought I'm like, oh my God, they're going to do a whole number. They didn't do a whole number. It cuts to, you know, it cuts in and out. Um. Oh shoot. What was I going to say? Oh, the director of this movie, I was going to say, it's yeah, not David Ortega. We should have said that at the... It's fine. It's not David Ortega. It's Ann Fletcher. But I, 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 there's part of me, like, I understand them being like, well, let's. this is a very, you know, female forward movie. Let's let's get a woman director in here. And I was kind of, you know, I, part of me was like, well, it sucks that we don't get David Ortega. There's, I wonder if there's something going to be missing from that. Well, one thing they did, the good thing they thought of when hiring this, this is an, a choreographer as well. And we talked about mm-hmm. that in Hocus Pocus, that David Ortega was a choreographer. Uh, you know, so that whole scene where the mob is going, w- when the mob is moving through the town looking for the mayor, they've got a dance they do, like a dance and a stomp and, and whatever. Yeah, and it goes along with that rhythm, which I liked. The other thing I really liked is that the Sanderson sister house is like back to its glory because Gilbert the Great now has it as kind of like this magic shop, this kind of... You know, you can buy crystals and you can buy um, different, I don't want to say potions because he doesn't really have potions, but candles and crystals and Like herbs smudging and, herbs and stuff like that. And I like that there's life back into it. I like that it's mm. not a museum, but it's like a fully functioning shop. And I think that, that that's a cool spin on the original. He he puts on a show at the beginning to kind of like it's the Halloween show to explain the Sanderson sisters. Kind of like the te- how the teacher describes it in the yes, original. But he has like a whole little bit he does and there's this one dad in the back that's like heckling him and he's like, "Can you can you let me finish, buddy?" Yeah. <laughs> but then he he does a bit where it's like he shows melted wax he's like this was the black flame candle. He goes and the, he goes and he's like they'll never come back to life again unless there's another black flame candle and does like a magic trick so that like a full candle comes back and there's a kid in the front row who's like ah magic is real we're all gonna die and like runs away and beelines it out of there <laughs> and there's a bunch of dumb jokes like that that are really good um ann fletcher was the choreographer and buffy it says in buffy the vampire slayer i'm wondering oh, if she did sense. the musical the episode. musical episode maybe anyway so yeah i really like that a lot i don't want to talk too much about gilbert the great's origin but i like his origin i like what we find out about mm-hmm. him we may have actually already mentioned it but i like no. what we find out about him we have we haven't because I've, I've been really keen and okay on so i like but... what we find out about him yes. so i just wanted to say that i also like that we kind of mirror um this is a spoiler but we're in spoiler territory where we see winnie get her powers at 16 it's her birthday mm-hmm. and then we see a similar thing happen with the teenagers it's not hard to see where they're going to go with it but they don't like but really was, like nudge you towards it. like it they start exciting teasing exciting when you started to see things mm-hmm. that you're like oh there's something about um becca that's yeah. different from the other two and so that that's interesting to see that and i kind of like that it's not all three of them but the idea i don't know this is like maybe going into more spoiler than i want to i like the idea that as a coven, they're strong. I yeah. like the idea that like your power is stronger together, and that's some that's kind of a, a, th- well, a thorough th- through through line, line. A through line. I like that 
the other two aren't magical, but they do support her and it helps her directly. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I think they kind of show that, that that's how Winnie, Mary and Sarah are. Yeah. Um, Well, because in the first one, I feel like we always questioned, you know, does Winnie truly love her sisters? And you think she does, but you don't see it as much as you do in this one. You really, you really mm -hmm. find out. From the beginning, seeing them as young teenagers themselves, and then in the end, you find out just how strong their bond truly is as sisters, and I actually really like that a lot. Can I now jump to what I didn't like about the end? Uh, sure. Let me just... I think that's... Oh, I have one other thing. Let's do one but... other thing, and then we'll do yet another break after that, and then if you have already watched yeah. it, then we'll talk about my problems with the ending. Uh, the Gary and Penny Marshall nod so there's a scene where they're looking for the mayor and they look in someone's window and they're watching the scene from hocus pocus one with gary and penny marshall and at first i was like what like that kind of made me do that and then i realized both of those characters both of those actors have passed so it's probably a, a quick easy way that they could pay tribute absolutely but yeah it does not make sense in the world that they'd be watching a movie yeah but yeah i just I don't al- think about it too i much. also think I'm not the person to make the claim that this was enough gay representation, but I do believe it was a gay couple. They were like peeking in the window as two men mm, sitting watching yeah. Hocus Pocus. Um, and then there's a lot of, there's a drag queen costume contest. So there's yeah. some in there, you know, it'd be nice to have. I also don't think we needed to like explain like the one girl had the, the dumb jock boyfriend, but like, we don't need to like, if the other two could have been bisexual or le- or lesbians, we don't know. But like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to pat Disney on. I want to give Disney just a small, tiny little pat on the back for that gay representation. You need more. You need gay main characters. You need it to be bigger yeah. in your stuff. But it was nice. You know, it's also makes sense that the Divine Miss M was like, let's get some gay people in here. Like yeah. I, she's, you know, a big proponent of of, of the, the LGBTQ yeah. community. The other thing I wanted to say, too, is the book had a much larger part the in this book? without spoiling too much. But I loved and how the book this year supporting actor, yeah. the book for not even the, book. the book. I think they Hocus just Pocus. say book. They never book. say yes, the, they book. Don't call them yeah, the book. It's book. But <laughs> I really enjoyed what they wrote for the book. Book had a yeah. arc. Yeah. It was really great. <laughs> book started in one place and then ended, ended another. in another. And it was pretty great. And I will say he did sweat. And he cry. did cry. Like, and mm-hmm. it was funny when he sweat. You went, he sweat. I'm like, well, he is made from stitched human skin. Yeah. There is a big thing in this. So, so the big major plot is there's a a spell in the book that you should never cast, and it's to give a witch a ton of power. And that's kind of the main thing is they're trying to put to, they're trying to cast that spell so Winifred can have ultimate power. At the beginning. The whole thing is there's a, a page at the beginning. It's like, warning, do not do this spell, and here's why. And it comes into play near the end. And I said, that's why it's always important to read the user agreement. Yes. I just set up like a retelling of my own joke, and I understand that's very lame, but I enjoyed this joke, and it made me laugh. I, I wrote it, it in my notes and then <laughs> forgot to say it. And I do like the connection, again, without too much spoilery. I think there is something to the fact that their mother witch is alone. And warns them never to use that spell and kind of what happens in the end. So we're going to talk about the end next. If you enjoyed this spoiler talk and you're still looking to do that, we've left out a a good amount of plot points. I think so. Um, Thanks for listening. Check it out. Happy Halloween. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
Hey, we're back. So here, I want to talk about what I did not like about the ending. Sure. And it's it's not a big deal. I, I think what the ending is, which is the big powerful spell takes a toll. Winifred casts a spell and it her sisters dissolve. Like, And <laughs> I said, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. It was very Infinity War. It they was like, not the same emotional level, but it was not great. I yeah. will say when they're gone and Winifred's talking to the new coven and... They still have the sparkles behind it her. It feels which like they're there. They're still there. And I mm-hmm. think that was a choice after the fact. Yeah. And it was a good one. But they disappear. I I just think Winifred... And I like that they had like kind of a good turn in this. And I do think the move... I, this is... I wish I would have said it earlier. But I think they did a good job of like not really pulling a ton of punches on this. Where it's still... They talk about um, them being in hell they say they mention that they kill people they eat children like they don't numb down the sanderson sisters they make them a little more diva-y but they're not less menacing than they were in the first one well also i feel becca's always like they have a choice she tries to like steer winifred like you have a choice you don't have to do this the same with the book like and she's talking to the book but i do feel like each time it's presented to them with choices, it's like, you know, you don't have to go down this road right. if you don't and, want to. And they choose the bad thing until the end when it's like immediately as soon as as soon as they explain to Winifred, no, that's the toll for this is you have to take your sisters. Winifred immediately turns. I just think this performance was really cheesy. Like the last few minutes was very like click your heels and you'll go back to Kansas or like clap, clap, help tink. Like it felt really much yeah. like Mary. It really reminded me of Mary, her being like, Oh, please book one more time. Give me the spell to take this away. And I was like, Ugh. like it just, that was the one thing in this movie that I expected to go Ugh, like roll my eyes and get through stuff a lot. That's the one time mm. I rolled my eyes and went, eh. and it's at the very end. And then I, but I, I love so much more of it. I just think the performance was cheesy. I do like that. They t- pulled the spell and Winifred did go, well, they're not coming back. And they're like, it's not a spell to bring them back. Winifred, it's, it brings you have you to go to, to them. them. And she was like, great and she she didn't go like she was like fine that's fine like i i liked her and they they do it at the beginning where the whole reason she leaves she like saves her sisters and they leave salem like there's a devotion to her sisters that you know has always kind of been there but she's also she's very much like mo in the three stooges Mm -hmm. where she beats on them but like they've shown this love they push it in the beginning and they show it here but like when it's part of it is the way the camera's set up she's looking right down the lens and i think that's what reminds me of the mary martin like appealing to mm, the audience the audience to clap your hands if you yeah i didn't feel that vibe but i get what you're saying and i can understand you feeling that way but i did i liked the ending being she ends up back with them and like that's that's what right. she wants she doesn't want to be alone with the power she wants to be with her sisters it was my least favorite part of the movie, and I can't, th- I can't really think of my least favorite part of the first one. So I think that's what puts it behind the first one. Mm. Um, I think that her talking about Yabos for eight million minutes, it feels it's, like this is not that it, long. It feels like all that kid. Uh, it's just so uncomfortable to me. I saw something the other day where as an artist had drawn a picture of her, and it just had like a thought balloon. She so said Yabos, and it really made me laugh. Mm. And I wish I would have kept it and sent it to you, but I didn't. Um, so that's my only problem with it. Other than that, I, it's it's fantastic. Guys, I, I'm overselling it. Like, I here's the thing. I feel like I'm pushing hard on the gas because 
there's a part of me that wants to let it go and be like, objectively, this is not as good a movie as I'm saying, but subjectively, holy cow, I loved this. I expected to like it. I loved it. Well, and I think for me, I think I expected to love it and I liked it. Really? Yeah. I need to see it again. Okay. I, I reserve my change of opinion. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it, but I don't know. I think I just have such a strong connection to the original. It's, yeah. It's it, the first one's a classic. It's hard, for, it's hard for me to be like, oh my God, I loved this one. But I will say I loved a lot of what they did yeah. in this one. So there are a lot of things I really enjoyed. The part, so she convinces the witches that oh i loved that in they, walgreens yeah they go oh well they already sell things that'll keep you young it's at the the makeup counter at walgreens it's where all they've already mixed potions with the souls and bet midler just drinks like face cream and that was one part we went, Ugh. And then the funniest is when kathy najimi holds up the face man and goes look a face of a child. Mm, I'm going to just start eating, eating it. Face well, and then they list the flavors, what it tastes like, which is the scents. And then I yeah. love in the background, there's always one of them drinking something. Yeah. Or, or eating something when like the others are talking about stuff. Yeah. I like that whole bit. They become these characters. And these characters, yes, are probably hammy versions of themselves in some way. But like Sarah Jessica Parker moves differently like she's she's still she's not you know sorry i'm sorry to say this but she's not as old as the other two so i think she's a little more spry at this point and but that's sarah in general mm-hmm. um the, the 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 character of sarah but she's like always jumping around and doing the part where they go into the <laughs> the house and, and winifred goes spread out and like the music drops out and sarah yeah. just starts stretching and she's like to not like split. that yeah uh, they're the three stooges they're legitimate like like to me it almost goes like three stooges mark's brothers the sanderson sisters mm-hmm. like they are physical com- like comedy these characters are physical comedy icons mm-hmm. they're so good they're good in this and like i said they're moving a little slower kathy najimi by the way has lost a lot of weight and looks great in this okay what yeah i don't want to say as opposed to this i'm trying i feel bad saying that like their age is coming into it so i'm trying to be like i think it's great that she's lost a lot of weight but to me it's like uh robert de niro and the irishman where they're trying to make him look young and then he's moving like a 70 like they look like 70 year old 60 70 year old women i think sarah jessica parker is younger than that so she can still jump around and do kind of i am curious their ages now that that i can look up i couldn't find the original sanderson sisters but let me look that up real quick and again, it, it's just something you know. It like I said, the best thing I can I can relate it to is Robert De Niro and the Irishman, where they're trying to tell me this is a thirty year old man. I'm like, that's not a thirty year old man. Like, they don't they just don't move. You, you watch these back to back, you can tell that age has happened. Bette Midler is seventy six. I think she's probably the eldest. Kathy Najimi is sixty five. Mm. And Sarah Jessica Parker, I would say, is in her 50s or maybe 60? 57. Okay. So, yeah. There's a part at the end where they're in the the thing where I think Sarah Jessica Parker does a flat-out cartwheel when she's in the the recording studio. Oh, maybe, yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was her. 
Mm. I I didn't go back, but I was like, oh, I think that was her. So good for her. I can't do a cartwheel. I'm 40. Mm. <laughs> I don't think I could ever do a cartwheel. Well, Selma Blair in Dancing with the Stars did a split and a cartwheel, has MS, and I think she's 40s or 50s. Have you ever done a cartwheel? No, can't do one. Is it just as no one ever said? Do you remember the office where like the one thing Creed wanted to do was to do a cartwheel? He did a really cheap, bad one, and he was like, "Yes!" And Michael's like, "Okay," and he ran out. Yeah, I mean, I've tried to do one, but it's not a cartwheel. It's I could just... probably still do a somersault, but that's about it. Yeah. Do you not believe me? No, I'm just thinking how sad it is that that's what we're talking about. <laughs> Well, we're going to go do a little jog and maybe start up an exercise routine, listener. But thank you so much for listening. Uh, Is there anything else you want to talk about? Otherwise, I feel like that. I don't think so, though. I think that those are the the only things. Yeah. So thanks so much for listening. Uh, Happy Halloween. We will be back next week with Wreck-It Ralph. And a special guest. And a very special guest. Another Ryan. That'll be Mm. a third Ryan on the show. All right. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. All right. Take care, listeners. I almost said take care, listeners. That's why I paused there. (laughs) Thanks for listening, Scary Tale friends. Don't forget to send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com or tweet to us at trpdiaries. Search for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries on Facebook to join in the fun. Or call our super easy to remember phone number, 707-YO-TRPD-1. That's 707-968-7731. Remember to give us a five-star, I mean star, review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Creep it real! <laughs>